Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and, and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Jesse here today, everybody, in Italy. And this would be our, this is our first podcast episode for the new year 2018 so we thank the lord for a new year in his grace Uh, the lord is still continuing to build his church he's still being patient more people are being saved uh, and we all as christians are waiting his return but we still have things to do in the meantime and that's a wonderful wonderful thing that he lets us serve him Uh, so today we're going to look a little bit uh, about some recent events some current happenings here on the mission field in italy with us Uh, And then also just a brief review of last year, some of the highlights, and uh, uh, what we are praying for in the new year, 2018. Yeah, so uh, last year, uh, all in all, we had a lot of challenges, but also a lot of good moments. Uh, But all in all, it was a really, really good year for us and for PMC, Practical Missions Cohort. Uh, and that's probably the biggest thing that we're uh, thanking God for is the reality that PMC in the year 2017 became a reality. As you know, if you are a partner and uh, donations are coming in and uh, tax deductible receipts are being issued, uh, the funding is continuing to in- increase. The amount of uh, awareness is continuing to increase. Uh, foundations are laid in the U.S. We have a good solid base from which from now forward we can continue to build upon. Uh, the mission in Italy through PMC is continuing to increase. We're in the new city of Mestre near Venice, the mainland of Venice. Outreach is beginning there, is happening. People are hearing the gospel for the first time, responding to it, some positively, some not. We saw people come. We saw people go. Uh, we'll talk a minute at the end. We'll talk also about a guy uh, who's who we just met. Good things are happening there as well. Uh, so all in all, 2017 was a great year, and we praise God for that. We thank you for being a part of it, because uh, we know we would not be able to do anything without our supporting churches back in the States, our friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, to pray for this ministry, give to this ministry, and uh, come alongside of us as we are on the ground doing uh, doing the actual work of preaching the gospel and making disciples. Uh, so thank you for being a part of that. Uh, foundations have been laid in 2017, the U.S. side and on the Italy side. And uh, that's a great thing. Just like uh, the apostles were used in the Lord's church for the laying of the foundation. After that, there are no more apostles. They were a very specific thing for laying the foundation of the church. And upon that, all these years, the church just continues to increase and go out further and further into all the world. Uh, Same thing with the mission now. Foundation has been laid. And upon this, then we continue to build and build and build for as long as the Lord permits, as long as he wills. And that's a great, great thing. Uh, So thank you for being a part of 2017. 2018, uh, we'll get to that in a second. I hope you guys had a good holiday, though. Uh, Good uh, Christmas time, good New Year time. Uh, We're now into the new year, and uh, work. everybody's back to work, which is a great thing also. Uh, Our holiday was good. We were here in the Venice Mestre area at home uh, as a family, and uh, we had the Jerry V's uh, mother, Chi-Chi's grandmother. She's called Nona, which is grandmother in Italian. She was with us. She came up from South Italy where she resides, uh, came up to spend the holidays with us for about three weeks, was here. Great, great lady, wonderful lady. Her health is uh, deteriorating a little bit. She had some uh, dizziness uh, because of high blood sugar and things like that. She may now be actually diabetic. We had to get some analyses done and 
Uh, a couple little scares, but all in all, the Lord sustains her. She's doing good. She's doing well, and she was a great blessing just to have around. Chi-Chi really, really loves Nona, spending time with her, hanging out, uh, playing with her now, and then waking up saying, where's Nona, going and looking for Nona, all that kind of stuff. So that was a wonderful time to have her with us. Great blessing. Uh, interestingly, we had a uh, in the neighborhood here. It's actually a decent neighborhood. If you've been to see us, you've seen the neighborhood. It's not bad. It's not like a ghetto or anything. Good area. Uh, but we've had a lot of uh, theft situations in the neighborhood. The whole neighborhood during the holiday season was just terrorized. Every day you hear alarms going off. It's uh, There's like a band of, of thieves. Uh, some say they're uh, uh, gypsies. Uh, for sure, we know Albanian. Because what I'm about to tell you reveals what what happened. We actually we had some scares here. We were down in South Italy on the 20th of, or we came back from South Italy on the 20th of November uh, after having to go down south for uh, for a wedding. We were there for a wedding, Jeremy's sister. Um, we come back up, and in this apartment that we live in, this, the proprietors had put in an alarm system years ago when her parents were living here uh, for their safety. Uh, so the alarm system, we get back, and we notice somebody tried to break in the back door, the same one they tried to break in last summer during the night. Someone had tried to break in. I guess the alarm went off, and then they, they never did break in, thankfully. A couple weeks after that, so we're now in December, we notice the little gate in the backyard of our house. We wake up in the morning, and it's open, and then there's footsteps all over the place. We thought, wow, someone's coming in here. That's not good. And uh, so I put a chain around it, one that I had to chain up our bicycles in the past. Put the chain around the gate so you can't open it unless you take the chain off. And then we find uh, still they were going over, and there's footmarks in the yard. I'm like, man, what are we going to do? Uh, a few days later, uh, we notice uh, I'm in the back and I look and there's a little like shed type thing where we store our bicycles and a little you know manual style lawnmower for cutting the little bit of grass that's here on the ground floor. And anyway, the bikes are no longer in the shed. I thought, wow, someone went over the fence, came in, broke into the shed thing, stole the bikes and left. And I look a little further down the, the pathway behind the house, they had abandoned the bikes. So they did the dirty work, the hard work, they came in, they stole the bikes and but then they abandoned them and they left them there and uh, that's a terrible thing but i'm thankful that the bikes were still there so i brought them home and, and put them in a more secure location chained them and all that kind of stuff and uh, but the whole time i'm i'm supposed to be evangelizing and uh, but now my wife is scared because it's just it doesn't seem to be a safe area and then in the meantime our proprietors notifying us oh yeah this person got broken into today oh uh, my my husband's parents neighbor got broken into today and every single day literally there's something going on so this group they basically this is their full-time job these they're like professional thieves they go to every single house day after day not you know they don't work like a nine to five they do they take turns they're working 24 hours a day they're stealing in, in the middle of the day in the middle of the night doesn't matter these guys are that's what they do and so the whole area is just terrorized. And I'm thinking, I, I need to go preach the gospel. I can't be caught up, you know, and, but I, my wife is scared. And it's a legitimate thing. I have to be responsible and, and care for my wife and make sure she's safe when she's here at the home with the baby. And, and already, you know, we've had five or so incidents here at our place, plus the neighbor above us at one time when we first moved in a year and a half ago or year, whatever it was a year ago. They broke in, climbed into our yard and then climbed up to their apartment above us and broke in to their house and stuff like that so there's a serious issue here and i i gotta keep my wife safe you know if you're a missionary in the jungle of africa you can't let your wife be eaten by lions you know you gotta put up a fence or do something to care for your wife because if your wife's eaten alive then you can no longer do the ministry because she's a valuable part of the ministry uh, all that kind of stuff so we got to take care of my wife and i gotta figure out what do i do uh so i don't know what to do 
But I do know years ago, uh, I did home automation. I was a home automation technician for seven years in the United States. And I know how some stuff works. I mean, a lot has changed in the last 10 years. A lot of stuff has changed. But I know, you know, some basics. And I did do install a number of security cameras in the past. But I thought, I don't have money. I said, Lord, we prayed. We said, Lord, it seems best to put up security cameras. That way it would deter people from coming in here. I can go about the ministry. Jeremy can be safe at home, feel safe. And when we're away, uh, back in the States, visiting churches and doing promotional stuff, uh, we can also keep an eye on the place and notify our proprietors if someone's on the yard doing anything, stuff like that. But Lord, we just don't have the cash. You know that. You know what we have, and we don't We don't have cash to buy any kind of cameras. Uh, so we said, Lord, if, if it pleases you, and this is what you'd have us do, please provide cash, and we'll get those cameras up and, and continue on in the ministry. And in the meantime, we're thinking, you know, do we even want to pray something like that or not? Shouldn't God be our protector, all this and that? But yeah, God is our protector, absolutely. But we also have to be responsible to do everything we can in our own power uh, to make sure we can flourish in the ministry and, and do what we're called here to do. And as we're doing this, we're also we're going through the book of Acts on Sundays. And we happen to be going through the section where Paul the Apostle got converted. Right away, he's, the Jesus tells him he's going to be suffering this and that, just like all disciples have to suffer. It's part of, the, part of the, what it means to follow Jesus Christ and carry the cross. We're reading about how Paul, from the very beginning, the Lord was preparing him to be the missionary he was meant to be. And people are already trying to kill him right when he starts preaching. And, uh, and we see how the whole church works together for the proclamation of the gospel. It's not just Paul or it's not just the church. Paul's a good preacher, so we got to help him. What do they do? They lower him out of the window in a basket at one point to keep him alive so he can continue preaching the gospel in other places. Uh, so even Paul himself, perhaps if he was in our situation, would say, well, I need to preach the gospel. I can't do it when these people are constantly coming in and trying to steal and rob and all kinds. I need to just put up some cameras so they stop coming in. And get on with it. And that's kind of how we understood our situation. We need to pray. Okay. We prayed about it. We left it in the Lord's hands. If you provide cash, Lord, what we need, we'll go ahead and get them. Otherwise, we'll just trust you're in control and we'll we'll continue as best we can in the situation. The next day, a supporter randomly emails us and says, hey, we want to give you guys an early Christmas present. How can we get it to you just so you get it cash into your hands? I said, huh, that's fantastic. We have a thing called PayPal Me where you can send it directly to us, untaxed, all that kind of stuff, and we have it instantly. And they said, okay. And they did it, and they sent it, and it actually was the exact amount within a couple dollars of what we need to purchase the cameras, the mounts, and all the components in order to mount these things and, and be able to have some security cameras at the place. The money shows up. I purchase them two days later through Amazon in Italy. Amazon's now in Italy, which is fantastic. And the Prime is only 20 euro. Amazing. Fantastic. And so we get the cameras. My experience in the past taught me how to do this. I was able to throw them up real quick, get them going. This is a Friday. The cameras are up and going, and now we have a security camera in the back and on the side where the front door is. Uh, amazing. Long story short, that's Friday. The weekend goes and... Grandma, Nona Neitz, Jerry V's mother, shows up on Monday. I'm picking her up at the airport. I'm telling her how all these thieves, it's a crazy time, this, that, all this stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to scare her, but I wanted her to know the realities of, of what's going on in the neighborhood, in the area. Uh, she gets in. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. At 5.30, we leave the place to go do some grocery shopping. Me, uh, Grandma, Jerry V, and Cornelius. We all go out at 5.30, and we're at the grocery store. And the cool thing about these cameras today is I get a little notification on the cell phone if there's any kind of movement. It only records if there's movement. So there's movement, and all of a sudden I, I, I got a cart full of groceries, and I'm getting these indications of movement. I look at the quick clip, video clip thing that it shows me on the phone, and there's a guy standing on the, on the back porch of our house trying to climb up the balcony above us to break into their house. And I'm like, my goodness, my heart starts break, you know, beating really fast. And I'm like, I'm in a grocery store. What do I do? Good night. I wasn't expecting uh, 
somebody actually, you know, that would actually catch somebody on camera with these things. They're supposed to keep people away. That was my thought. I even put a sign that says we have a camera, you know. But apparently uh, they didn't see it. I don't know. They were there and the guy's even looking right at the camera and stuff. And my heart's beating. I quick call the police. And, uh, and then we realize I got to abandon my, my grocery shop. So I leave the, the shopping cart there. We run home. We get there. The police are there. Long story short, this guy gets arrested. There were actually two of them. One of them ran away. The police jumped into our yard. Caught the guy in in action. He actually climbed up to the third floor apartment. Was breaking into the house when they showed up. They were really quick, amazing. Uh, and the guy got arrested, an Albanian guy. And uh, so the police were really, really happy. Uh, this guy, got, they were able to catch him. Uh, the sad news, though, in Italy is once you get arrested like this, all you have to do is pay seven hundred euro the next day, and you're out. Uh, he was supposed to be in jail for a year and two months, but in this case, so pay seven hundred euro and you're free. It's uh, it's a real problem in Italy. Everybody complains about that, but that's a different story. Uh, so this was some, some exciting stuff for us. Uh, we had a big thief situation during the holidays. Everything was really tense. And the bad news is all that, it hindered the proclamation of the gospel. When I'm having to tend to cameras and, and robberies and thieves, I'm not able to get the gospel out. And so there are real situations when, when uh, we need to pray that the gospel can move forward. So one thing we'll tell you in the new year is that you pray that we can be safe and continue to get the gospel moving forward. We want to continue to proclaim the good news. Uh, thankfully, this guy was caught. There hasn't been any issues since. I did meet all. I was at the police station then to give testimony of all this stuff and to share the videos with them and all that. And the police now know who we are. They met for the first time in their life an evangelical missionary and pastor. And they're just, that was fantastic. They love it. Is that how they do it in America? They said this is fantastic because they were really excited because they never catch these guys. But in this case, they actually were able to catch one. Uh, so they have a good testimony of an evangelical or an evangelical pastor and a missionary uh, for the first time in their life. So all the police guys we now know, which is great. That's a good thing. Uh, and all our neighbors are really happy too. The neighbors are really happy. Uh, the lady who was house was getting broken into, we were fearful for her that she might be in the house when they were trying to break in. Uh, she, her house was prevented from being broken into. She was really happy. She brought us a bottle of wine, a panettone thing, and uh, thanked us so much. And, and all the neighbors came out. We're like really happy. And now we, we met a whole bunch of neighbors through this situation. So though we weren't able because of all this theft stuff to be out doing as much evangelism as we wanted to. In any case, God redeemed it. And now we have, uh, we've met a, a handful of new neighbors. Everyone's on the street. We're talking. Everyone's really excited, really thankful for what we did. And, and, and it's a deterrent to the thieves to come into the neighborhood kind of thing. So we have a good taste in the mouth of all the, the neighbors. Praise God for that. That's a good thing. That's an answer to prayer. And by God's grace, now the gospel's moving forward. Uh, so long story short, I want to share just one verse, two verses from Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Uh, because it touches on this subject and it's something I... If I, I would ask you, as you remember us, as much as you remember uh, my wife and I and PMC and us serving here in Italy, in this area that we're in, uh, nice area, good part of Italy, but there is a little bit more uh, crime than in other places. And in any case, we read these verses from the Apostle Paul from a long time ago. He said, finally, brothers, pray for us. And that's what I'm saying to you. Pray, pray for us, if you could. Uh, that the word of the Lord, the gospel, may speed ahead and be honored as it happened among you. So wherever you guys are, if you're a believer, somehow the gospel went forward, it reached to you, you got saved, and it continues to go out. But there's some places where there's obstacles and there's there's things that get in the way. Uh, so that the word of the Lord may speed ahead, he says, and be honored as it happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. Now the missionary, all of us actually as Christians, we always need to be ready to die for Jesus Christ. If someone would say, you can't be a Christian, if you are, I'm going to kill you. Are you a Christian or are you not? You have to say 
I, I am. I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. I can do no other thing but say he's, he's my Lord. I love him. And if that means you die, that means you die. We have to always be in that situation. Jesus called us, when he called us to salvation, he said, carry your cross and deny yourself and follow me. I mean, it's part of the deal. He died for us by that, because of that, and the work of his Holy Spirit to regenerate us. We can actually also obey even to death. Uh, so we're ready to die. That's not the issue. But while we're living, we want to proclaim the gospel in word and in deed. We want the gospel to move forward. We want to see hearts and lives transformed by the power of the gospel because that is what saves people, the gospel. Uh, it needs to go forth. But many hindrances come along. This is one of them. Thieves and stuff like that. Obstacles getting in the way from being able to get out and do the regular ministry. Uh, another thing that hinders things is we have a printer here that we print our tracks with so we can get out and hand them out from house to house and all that kind of stuff. And But recently, I've been having all kinds of problems with the printer. Things I just can't figure out, and you talk to the technicians, and they can't tell you what they do either. But I can't print nearly as much paper and tracks as I need to. That's a hindrance to the ministry. Pray for these things. Uh, that, that would be our request, if you could, for 2018. Pray that uh, we be uh, very low hindrances, uh, that the Lord just bless, and we can, by His grace, continually, day by day, in the love and joy of the Holy Spirit, get the gospel out. Keep it moving forward. There are hindrances to the gospel. There are wicked and evil men who would come along and all kinds of different things. Uh, so that's that's a good exhortation for all of us today. And But actually, it's a prayer request of mine for you. If you hear this and you think of us, uh, if you could, pray for us in that regard. We want to make sure the gospel is moving forward. But uh, we do, we're not, we're not ignorant of the enemy's schemes. There are things that come along and things that happen to prevent the gospel from moving forward. So keep us in your, in, in your prayers for that, if you could. Uh, lastly here, just a touch, uh, mention a couple things for 2018 in our, in our podcast episode today. Uh, recently, during the holidays, I picked up a book by Brother Tim Challies called, uh, oh, I forget what it's called now, something about I'll do more better, being productive, things like that. And uh, it was a quick read, wonderful read, but very informative for me. It was a life-changing read, very timely, very needed, very, very good read because he's real good at uh, pointing out the whole purpose of why all of us we ought to be productive and want to be productive so we can glorify God by serving others. The main point throughout the book, he, he expresses that very clearly. Wonderful, good reminder. We want to be serving other people. That glorifies God. Uh, but also, he, he's really good with technology and all that stuff from today. And uh, so I'm using a number of different applications and things like this that we have today, but I don't really know how to use them. And I learned how to properly use email for the first time. After all these years, I finally know how to best organize my email, for example, and, and use the calendar applications and uh, the task list applications in a way that everything kind of works together really easy and, and keeps you uh, on focus and, and, and bearing as much fruit as you can with your life, uh, being organized and stuff like that. So already I think I was actually pretty decent in this area, but... Having read this book, my life was in a certain way revolutionized. So if you're looking for a good book and you want to be a little bit more productive in the new year, that would be a book I recommend to you, Do More Better by Tim Challies. You can check that out. Now, he's not paying me. I don't even know him. He's not paying me to, to say that or anything, but that's a good recommendation. Once in a while, I do, if I come across, there's a lot of good books. When I read a good book, I'll either put it on the blog, PMC blog. We'll put it on there as a recommendation for other people, uh, or I just throw it out there like this, randomly mention it, and uh, say that is a good book if you're looking for something uh, in regards to productivity, one of the best I've I've read. Uh, so definitely get your hands on that good read, and it could bless you as well. Uh, but we are very excited for 2018 uh, and what God will do. We're very excited. Foundation is laid, and that means at this point, building is, is what it's all about, growing, increasing. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, we're praying for some fruitful evangelism this year, some more more people to be reached, more conversions, stuff like that. 
Absolutely. We want to see that gospel move forward and people transformed by the gospel. So we're praying for that in 2018. We want to see a big year of evangelism. We're also praying for uh, PMC vision trips and short-term cohorts to happen in 2018. We had our first PMC vision trip in 2017. It was great. It was fantastic. And now we want to see those happening on a regular basis. Uh, to have two uh, cohort evangelism groups would be phenomenal. Uh, very, definitely would, and we're praying for that. Uh, but just as good at this point in the ministry would be a couple, maybe two or three or four uh, PMC vision trips. Four to five people. Uh, you come and, and we do some hands-on good ministry, continue to increase our outreach here, and also talk and get to know each other and talk about future partnering and how that could look and, and what God is doing here in Italy, especially with PMC. Uh, so vision trips. We're praying to see some of those this year. And perhaps you or someone you know could be a part of that. We're also praying for long-term missionaries. Right now, we're laying the foundation stuff also here in Italy. My wife and I are the first PMC missionaries, um, but we don't intend to remain the only PMC missionaries. Our prayer is that uh, in God's providence, uh, He would provide some, some good folks who love Jesus, who love the Lord, are willing to serve Him in a different land, and are enabled by His Spirit to do ministry in a different land, that they would come and, and join in on the work here and become uh, uh part of the, the, the church planning cohort, uh, where we actually do the work together. We have our regular strategizing and planning and praying together and doing different outreaches and all that kind of stuff, uh, living here in Italy for the gospel. Uh, so that would mean a two-year term or a four-year term to start out. And at that point, uh, depending how the Lord leads, it could turn into something more or less. Uh, but the idea of long-term missionaries, that's something we're praying uh, to see the Lord provide as well uh, starting this year. Uh, and lastly, uh, after all that, we're really excited about 2018. These are the things we're praying for. Uh, one, one thing I'll mention is a, a new guy that we have uh, witnessed to here uh, named John Paolo. Uh, nice guy, good guy. He's about my age. I think he's 34, 35, um, pretty much the same age as I am. And uh, he got one of our tracks about the Reformation, called and said, uh, I'd like to meet. Uh, when can we meet? I want to hear more. And uh, got to hear his story. We sit down. We're having a coffee in the piazza. Wonderful little moment. I'm letting him talk. I'm asking questions. Actually, at first, he was asking me questions. He was asking most of the questions. And uh, then I got to hear his story a little bit. He, uh, he, was, uh, he became a Mormon at one point. You know, his parents uh, naturally are, are Catholic, but one's practicing, the other's not. He, he went with the Mormons. He checked out the Jehovah Witnesses. He, he saw Pentecostal churches. Uh, wasn't very impressed with that. I didn't feel comfortable there. And then he's currently, he's been going to uh, Valdesian Church, which you probably haven't heard of. It's not really common in the States, or it doesn't even exist probably in the States. But it is actually maybe the only Protestant like denomination that survived or, or started and then survived through the, the Reformation period 500 years ago. They were not wiped out. They were not killed. Somehow they survived in the northwest part of Italy. And uh, they're scattered throughout Italy still today a little bit, but they're kind of just a mainline church. They don't really proclaim the gospel. It's very uh, liturgic. It's, uh, in his own words, he said it's very dry. Theologically sound good, he said, but they're just they're dry. They read somebody else's sermon, that kind of thing. Um, but that's where he's going uh, today. And uh, so anyway, hearing his whole story talking, I finally said, so listen, I, I got to ask you, are you saved? Do you know if you're saved or not? And uh, he took about five minutes to try to answer that question. And at the end, he realized he just doesn't know. And it dawned on me, this guy's been searching or being called, it seems, to the Father and uh, checking things out here, checking things out there, has been graced enough to understand what's good, what's bad, that. 
But no one has actually talked to him about the most essential thing, salvation. Are you saved? And no one has explained how you can know you're saved or not and what the gospel actually is and what it's not. And God gave me the privilege that day in the piazza sitting at a coffee table to open up the gospel and share it with him, to preach the good news to him, what it is. And uh, so I encourage him, continue thinking about that, continue studying that in your scriptures, get in there, start reading it, and start pondering that. That's what you really need to discover. Are you saved or are you not? And how do you know? Uh, What are you basing that on? And so now we're going to be meeting again tomorrow uh, to talk more about that. And a very smart guy, very smart guy, nice guy, good guy. Uh, But we're praying that this will be his moment of salvation, of conversion, when the lights go off or, or the lights turn on, let's say. And he's able to see things clearly for the first time. A work of the Holy Spirit to regenerate, make it clear. And our prayer then is, if the Lord has used me to bring him to salvation, that he would then stick with us as well. uh, As this church plant begins to take form, as we continue to uh, evangelize and see the Lord form what we're calling a core group of people who will then become uh, the initial church uh, as things take off so john paolo good guy thank the lord that he brought him to us thank the lord that he gave me the words to speak and the ears to hear and to be able to proclaim the gospel clearly to him and pray for his conversion pray for his uh growth and uh for him to uh to stick around with us here as well uh so all that guys is uh is our podcast episode today a brief review of 2017 some of the excitement during the holidays for us with the with the the, the robbers coming. It's like we're living in the Wild West here, but it's not the Wild West. Uh, and then uh, 2018, some, some things we're praying to see, and we invite you to be a part of as well. Thanks for listening today, guys. God bless you, and until the next time. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.